It is Tuesday morning. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. The Fear the Walking Dead debut becomes the biggest debut episode in the history of TV ever, uh, which will not be the last time you hear that. It happens uh, just about every year at this point that something scales up and becomes the biggest thing in given time frame of that particular year. Here's what's interesting is it will be very interesting to see if it continues to grow at the pace that the debut has set. It was, like I said, largest premiere in series of any sort of episode on TV, period. Um, when you get to episode two, though, see how many people tune back in because a lot of people talked about it. And I don't know if you're one of them. I enjoyed it greatly, but there are a lot of people who thought it was very slow. And I, I think some of that is because they, they become accustomed to the onslaught of zombie violence that you have in the actual walking dead and this is a little bit more of a slow boil um that's not to say that it's you know smarter or dumber depending on what you like or didn't like about that show it's just different and if you don't like the pace of that show that is totally okay which is what i find interesting as we head into the second episode what will happen will the ratings go up will they stay flat will they go down We'll have to see this Sunday. Okay, as I promised, we will get into Ashley Madison because there's something that I would like to talk about that I don't think is being widely talked about in the world of, well, anything having to do with this story. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkren and uh, the Ashley Madison hack. You are widely familiar with it, uh, mostly because uh, you've probably seen the Josh Duggar story that he was a client. You've probably seen that the Sam Raider guy of the uh, um, Sam Raider YouTube channel with his wife Nia was on that. Um, and that has kind of uh, made the story continue to roll downhill and gain momentum and then over the weekend there are two unconfirmed reports that there have been suicides related to this hack because these people's uh, private lives were unceremoniously thrown out into the internet and uh, they responded uh, with taking their own lives which is a terrible 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 thing and the part of this that I want to talk about Ashley Madison right now or their parent company I should say is offering a half a million dollars to bring down the hackers uh, which I, I don't think is going to do anything to bring down the hackers what I, I think is interesting is uh, I have zero zero bandwidth for people who cheat on their wives or husbands, right? I know it happens. I'm not naive, but I'm not here to defend or really have any sort of empathy for people who have signed up for that site or taken advantage of the assets of that site. Uh, we live in a capitalist society. You can do whatever you like, but as I say to my class in mass media, and I, I will in October, free speech is not free of consequence. You, The things that you choose have consequences and and belonging to Ashley Madison has consequences. Those consequences are your name could be thrown out into the internet because there's really not a huge amount of verification on the Ashley Madison universe as far as security goes as you're witnessing as it all rolls out uh, into a public, public sphere. There are websites that you can look up people's email addresses. Uh, Trustily was doing this over the weekend and actually took the site down today, which I thought was, uh, sorry, Monday, which I thought was excellent because um, the you could check out if somebody's email was an Ashley Madison account and then send yourself a notification. They've taken that down and made it so that only the person whose email account it is gets the notification. Uh, now people are, are adjusting, right? We're, we're figuring out how we should disseminate this information. What's fascinating, though, is over the weekend when the Sam Raider story was coming out, the, the YouTube guy, 
is the Daily Mail was the story that I read, and they were talking about how they were able to figure this out by not only his email address, but matching his credit card information, which is a part of this hack. And when we're talking about data and we're talking about big data, Google had a story today about how big data could game the election as we head into 2016. There are a lot of really nefarious things or evil things that can happen when you're dealing with data. A lot of brilliantly good things can happen with data. uh, And all of those things can be totally exciting. But when things like the Ashley Madison hack come out, I think we all have to take a step back and start talking about what do we want to do with our data and who do we want to protect our data? Because all of these customers that are part of this hack, and again, as I said four minutes ago, I'm not here to be empathetic to people who cheat on their spouses. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is I don't know that uh, one of the repercussions of cheating on your spouse should be your credit card information belonging to news organizations that happen to have the raw files of the hack. I don't know that that's a thing that we all want to get behind and endorse because guess what? Ashley Madison is really, really sexy to talk about right now, no pun intended, because it's easy to poke fun at. I can't believe they cheated on their wife. I can't believe my neighbor cheated on his or her wife, you know, or husband or whatever. Can't believe this person is in this. I can't believe the Duggars are in this. I can't believe this, that, or the other. It's really easy to sit on that side of the fence and toss stones at those people because that's an easy target. What happens, though, when we get towards December and Target gets hit again. And what happens when those raw files show up? Maybe you decided to get one of those Target uh, cards that are connected to your checking account and that data shows up. Or maybe it's Lowe's next time. Maybe it's Dairy Queen who's been on those lists. Maybe it's Walmart. Maybe it's Amazon. You know, Jeff Bezos isn't the most popular person in the world right now. Maybe it's Amazon and all of that data floats out in the world. Then what happens? We're, we're at a point where Brands that have any sort of e-commerce have the utmost urgency to protect that data with fire. And if that's not your number one priority, you, you've heard I've talked about it. I've seen a ton of people posting online as you're you're creating your experience online. They talk about UX, 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 the user experience. I would add that protection of data is paramount for anyone who's dealing with e-commerce. I have to be able to trust that you know what the hell you're doing with my data. And what you're seeing this week and last week is that really, really large organizations, like make no mistake about it, Ashley Madison is a really, really large organization that made a lot of money. Really, really large organizations aren't really great with dealing with this data yet. We're all still trying to figure it out. And so while I, you know, I wanted to spend a couple minutes today talking about this from a data perspective, because I think the other stuff is pretty easy to talk about, um, that, you know, while we're all making fun of the people that are, are connected to this or, uh, feeling bad for the people that are connected to this or, um, having discussed or whatever your feelings are for the people that are either around you or, uh, circumventing you or in your ecosystem or our celebrities that are in this Ashley Madison thing. Uh, At the end of the day, the story here for me is that this data was mishandled. This data was not protected. And and I know that there have been stories leading up to this happening saying such that the Ashley Madison uh, site really wasn't that buttoned up. And this was something that was uh, next to an inevitability. And then guess what? It happened. Well, Ashley Madison isn't the only site on planet Earth that gets your credit card information that may not be all buttoned up when you're dealing with protecting your data. So 
be mindful no matter where you're going uh, make sure that those sites are, are verified most of them have a little icon on the bottom but even that there are just simple things that you can do from uh, you know a, a banking scenario right one of the most famous hacks that might happen to you is the itunes hack and if you're not familiar with the itunes hack what happens is they log into your itunes account and they'll usually buy a song and then they'll wait and if you don't do anything they'll buy another song and then they'll wait and if you don't do anything that's when they unload on you because they know that you're not paying attention and so you've got to be mindful and you've got to pay attention as and more stuff goes online and more people start paying with Apple Pay or Google Wallet or whatever is the next thing that we're going to be using data is going to be I mean data is the game right now right everything that we do is involving data everything that's happening on a marketing level uh, it, you know you're just now starting to hear the the term neuromarketing it's been around for a, a while I would say quite a while um, but you're just now starting to hear it because there are things that people can read into your data to tap into the core of your brain and make purchasing decisions for you before you're even doing it that sort of data is out there and somebody needs to manage that stuff and this particular case that's unfolding with Ashley Madison to me just illustrates that we just need to be as marketers as brands as companies as human beings we have to be really 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 specific that we're protecting everything and this doesn't even need to be just credit card information although that's the most salacious right because that's the thing that can ruin you if if all of a sudden all of your money runs out that's the thing that's the hardest to come back from but this is even things like CRM data right are you protecting that data have you made sure that your email lists aren't just floating around or on stapled Excel spreadsheets somewhere in the office that somebody can just pick up or somebody who's leaving your office can take with them. Data, data, data needs to be protected. And again, this is not uh, <laughs> this is not a battle cry for the people who are caught up in the Ashley Madison thing because it has nothing to do with them or their idiotic decisions. This has to do with the idea of data and who is going to be the one protecting it as we go into 2016 and 2017 and 2022 as more of that data is becoming readily available in any sort of cloud-based universe. And it obviously makes it harder for us to keep track of and easier for somebody to accumulate. So be mindful, be wary. I wanted to spend a couple minutes on a Tuesday morning to talk about data and how data is very important. It's very important to marketers. It's vital to marketers for us to make decisions on what sort of strategies to invoke. It's also vital for our customers that their data is protected. So if you're taking data, if you're pixeling people, if you're collecting e-commerce data, make sure you're protecting it. Okay, as always, if you have questions, I love questions, uh, email me, eric at mlive.com. You can get at me on Twitter, at Polymath and Vine. Have a wonderful Tuesday. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast.